0: Welcome to Ed Med Talks. I'm Dr. Adam DeVico, an educator.
1: And I'm Dr. Jacqueline DeVico, a pediatrician.
0: And we're your husband-wife duo for all things parenting. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3, where we're going to talk about body image. It's a big topic for a lot of families, and of course, as young children turn into teenagers, it's a topic that, of course, can come up in your family. So, probably want to start off with, well, how do body image issues even start? And for some uh, children, and kind of as they get into the preteen years, social media becomes a big part of their life. And what you see on social media uh, for young children can come off as reality. Of course, we know that's not always true. Uh, but in their minds, that's what the perception of a good-looking person looks like or a what you're supposed to uh, dress like. That's where it starts. And then, of course, you have peers or family who chime in and that's when comments such as oh wow goodness you you got big or man look how look how those clothes don't fit anymore well seemingly harmless can obviously stick into a child's head and you know impact them later on
1: and unfortunately when it comes to peers you can also have more harmful comments you can have bullying you can have mean comments from friends or other classmates, family members.
0: And it it can even come from uh, sometimes sports or athletics too.
1: Yeah, I grew up dancing. And while I think there's been a whole movement more towards body positivity, there still is this ideal image of what a dancer's body should look like. And that should is thin, long, and lean. I remember back in college, I was on the dance team, and after about a year, we each had individual meetings with our coaches. And in theory, oh, that sounds great. They were going to talk to us about what we could improve on. And I remember walking into my meeting, and the first thing the coaches said to me was, you know, Jacqueline, most of the girls over the past year have lost weight being a part of this dance team, and you haven't. Are you eating too much? And that kind of shocked me. And I froze and I wasn't sure what to say next. And something like that really put to my head yes, you know, we as parents, when kids are involved in sports and activities, you know, a lot of these coaches or mentors, you know, they may just be in their early 20s, they may not really have the experience to know what the correct things to say to a child and what the incorrect things to say to a child are.
0: Yeah, so as these comments and visuals begin to seep into the minds of children, they can start thinking that they have an incorrect body or not a good enough body. And that's where body image issues begin. So what does it look like? How does it manifest? Well, you might hear comments from your child such as, I'm fat, or I'm ugly, or I I don't look right, I don't look like my friends.
1: So what can start as mild insecurity can then progress into lower self-esteem, possibly anxiety, depression, or even an eating disorder. And while a lot of parents think that there are two types of eating disorders, there's anorexia nervosa, which is the type of eating disorder where the patient drastically restricts their input or the amount of food that they're eating, so much so that they lose a great deal of weight, typically become underweight. Uh, Females who are menstruating or have periods will often lose their period. The other more commonly known type of eating disorder is called bulimia, and the hallmark features of that are going to be what's called these binging and purging episodes, where a patient eats a large quantity of food, hence the binging, and then gets it out of their body later through purging, either through vomiting or excess laxative use. Now, over the years, we've learned that there are other types of eating disorders as well. There are children who tend to overexercise. There are children who tend to be oddly selective in their food choices, and their food choices become more and more restrictive. And so there's a wide variety of presentations. And I very much encourage parents, if you are worried about them in your child or teen, please speak to your pediatrician. One thing I'll note, I do have a lot of parents who don't want to bring it up in front of the child. They want to talk to me privately and then have me interview the child to see, quote, if they have an eating disorder or not. And I, while I'm happy to do that, I I really do discourage that. And I want parents to have open and honest conversations with their children because, one, that will really give you great insight. You know your child best. And two, there's only so much I can gather in a 15, 20-minute appointment when you're with your child most of their life.
0: And you've mentioned before about in your office, you sometimes have sports physicals that have a question on, the uh on the piece of paper that deals with body image is that right
1: yes so uh, our local school district in greensboro north carolina has a standard public school sports physical and they have 30 plus questions for student athletes to fill out and a few of those questions are pertaining to their weight they ask do you worry about your weight are you trying to or has anyone recommended that you gain or lose weight Are you on a special diet or do you avoid certain types of food or food groups or have you ever had an eating disorder? And I very much appreciate these questions. I have found more children will answer yes to especially the question, do you worry about your weight than parents realize. And it often shocks them when I bring it up and the parent goes, what are you talking about? What do you worry about your weight? Um, and so I really encourage parents to have these discussions. You know I can think of a patient who mom had no idea and you know I asked her, well, what what do you worry about your weight?" And sh- the patient just, started crying and telling me all about the bullying that she had in school last year and the girls who were telling her that she was fat and she needed to lose weight and she didn't look right and mom had no idea and that is one thing I really do like about these kind of questionnaires. I feel like children and adolescents often have an easier time checking yes or no to a question rather than bringing up something that's bothering them or even answering it out loud. Um and I did hearing, you know, the story about school, it did, you know, break my heart and you know, Adam, I'd love to hear your insight about, you know, what what should a parent do if they're they're worried about that at school?
0: Well, the first and foremost is communicate with the teacher. I mean, there there's nothing embarrassing uh to tell the teacher that they're not gonna not want to know. Uh, the more the teacher knows about the child, the more the teacher understands what the child is going through, the better that the teacher can help. And uh, oftentimes with situations like this, we're gonna bring in the counselor, uh, we're going to have uh, you know collaborative conversations around what we can do to help the child while at school. Sometimes it might come down to just positive encouragement uh, you know, frequent discussions, making sure they have friends that are supportive. And, and at the end of the podcast today, we're going to go over some steps to creating a positive body image. But on the school front, at least, we're going to use positive language. We're going to try to reinforce that positive outlook um, that the, the child needs in order to change that mindset. I do want to go back to the sports physical and something you said, though, Jacqueline, because... Oftentimes I think when we hear body image issues or bulimia and anorexia, we do think of girls and you know the media and society has pictured girls and or has depicted girls as they're the ones with this problem. but this certainly impacts boys as well. and I'll ta- talk personally for a second. I know when I was in high school, um, I don't know if I could categorize it as a body image, issue. But I certainly was very insecure at times. uh, Because if you know me, I'm I'm a pretty skinny dude. I mean, I was in high school as like a sophomore, junior, I mean, I was maybe a buck 20. Um, And so probably less than that. And you know, I'm 5'10", 5'11". So I I was a pretty skinny guy. And I'm, I mean, I'm still pretty thin today. But in high school, it was very thin. And that was really difficult when I'm out there on the soccer field or, um, you know, I played basketball as well. And, you know, there's kids my height at 150, 160, 170. And so, you know, I'm getting banged around just because, you know, I'm not not as big as them. And the coach, you know, kind of gets on me for, you know, flopping around or, you know, falling easily. And so as a guy, it I I guess it manifests a little bit differently. Uh, But I definitely went through all those motions of trying to gain weight every single week. And uh, one of my favorite phrases that I've heard throughout my entire life is, wait till you're X age, and then the weight comes on. Well, I've heard that, wait till you're 20, wait till you're 30, wait till you're 40. I mean, I've heard it all and I'm still sitting pretty skinny here. So um, I I was not really in the waiting mood. So I started doing uh, the protein shakes and working out like crazy. And I mean, I I guess I put on a few pounds of muscle mass, but still at the end of the day, uh, I was pretty insecure about, you know, just being so tall and skinny. And, um, you know, today I, I think I have a more, positive outlook on who I am and I just am who I am Uh, but as a teenager yeah it was kind of tough
1: and I actually hear that a lot as a pediatrician I hear many boys and young men um, sometimes they have concerns that they are overweight or obese or their stomach sticks out too much I have young men wanting to put on more muscle mass or, quote, get abs. And I often talk to families about this. One, remind families that, listen, prior to puberty, it is going to be difficult to obtain large amounts of muscle mass. Muscle mass takes testosterone, and prior to puberty, boys and girls have approximately the same levels of testosterone. And so, really boys are not going to get that larger muscle mass until they progress further through puberty. And I do, I hear a lot of boys or even parents saying, what's excess protein shakes or what excess protein powders can we use? And, you know, overall as a pediatrician, I really do discourage that. Most children are getting plenty of protein throughout the day. Even fruits and vegetables have proteins inside of them. And too much excess protein can be damaging to your kidneys. Most children eat plenty of protein and really the lack of muscle mass is just genetics and they are not progressed far enough through puberty. Now, if some older teens or parents and athletes kind of insist of, oh, what are some things I can look for if I'm looking for supplements or protein powders... It's impossible, I think, for any general pediatrician to know every product inside and out. Um, What I let families know is, hey, if you are going to do this, I recommend looking for a label that says NSF for sport. And what NSF is, it's an organization. It's not government funded. It's private. But it's similar to like the FDA looks at medications and make sure they're safe. NSF does this for proteins and supplements. And so that's my general recommendation. But as a pediatrician, my overall recommendation for these families is to just, you know, keep eating a well-rounded diet, really focus on getting those fruits and vegetables in there. And with physical activity, recommendation is at least an hour a day. Often parents will ask, "Oh, weightlifting, is that safe for younger kids, older kids, what age can someone start?" And I always tell families, listen, there is no perfect age or restriction that, you know, a younger child cannot lift weights or try to strengthen their body. The concern is them doing it safely. Weights can be heavy and if you lift them the wrong way, you can pull or strain a muscle, you can drop them on yourself or injure yourself. And so if a parent or a coach or a a child, there's no one around that child that has that particular training of, okay, this is the safe way for this child to lift weights, I just recommend using your own body mass to strengthen. Um basic push ups, pull ups, sit ups. This way, you are exercising, but you're not running that higher risk of injury.
0: So we've been kind of focusing on you know, the the telltale signs and things the kids can do to address body issues. But you know, as parents, what should you be looking for? Well, like we mentioned before, look for those small signs, those comments uh, sometimes uh, the the clothing that they're wearing, the things that they're looking at or study, quote unquote, studying on the Internet. If they're constantly looking at body image type photos and you know comparing themselves to it, these can be the small things that can lead to larger issues with body image perception. And so as a parent, first and foremost, don't ignore it. Make sure that you pay attention to your kid and what they are saying and doing because these body issues as children can continue into adulthood. And I'm sure people out here listening right now may know someone who still struggles with body image today.
1: And as a parent and a pediatrician, I very much encourage you talk to your child. Ask those questions. Don't be afraid to ask, hey, how do you feel about your body? When you look in the mirror, what do you think about yourself? Or if you've noticed something, say, I've noticed X. What's going on? I've noticed this. Can you tell me why you're doing that or why you're saying that? And sometimes that can be very eye-opening to parents. You know, I can think of a parent whose child basically, you know, quote, stopped eating dinner for a month prior to their appointment with me and I ended up, Talking to the child alone because the parent was too nervous to communicate with the child. Turns out he was bringing money to school and getting a bunch of snacks from the vending machine and he just wasn't hungry for dinner. So ask these questions and really don't be scared to communicate with your child. Asking about their body image is not going to imply that they have a poor one. It's not going to put in their head, oh, I should be concerned about their body image. Really develop a conversation with your child because the more that you can communicate, then the more they'll come to you with questions or
0: concerns. And as parents, there's also a couple tips you can do, especially for uh, children that uh, struggle eating. You can do things like giving the plate of food to them, so not letting them make their own plate because they may be very selective in what they eat. So giving them a a plate of food to eat at dinner and encouraging them to eat uh, you know, what's on their plate, or at least at a minimum, certain items that they have on there, um, helping them uh, make their lunch. Because obviously, at school, you're, you know, you're not there, you're, there's an element of trust there for for uh, the child. And unfortunately, a, a teacher can't make a kid eat, they can report back to you what they eat, if you build a relationship with the teacher, but they can't literally make a child eat. So helping the child make lunch and having a good agreement and you know this is what can be eaten, those are a couple of things that you can do to help your child in, uh, in those situations.
1: Now, if you are concerned that your child does have poor body image, you know, there are some steps that you can take to really help encourage a positive self-confidence within their own body. Um, One of the first ones is, you know, I mentioned at the beginning about social media and all the media around us has this ideal woman's body, this ideal man's body. And I encourage you to talk with your child and really be a critical viewer of these social media messages. Talk about, hmm, what do you think they're trying to make you feel about yourself? Do you think this person always looks like that? What camera tricks or photoshopping do you think is going on in this picture to make this actor, actress, model, celebrity look XYZ?
0: Well, and honestly, in the day we live in now, it's, uh, celebrity is really like secondary. It's it's really about influencers now. And so now we're in a day and age where it's just your average, you know, average person that just happened to kind of find their way on social media and draw a large following, and many of those people are where they are because of their body. And so these are not your traditional movie celebrities or athletes anymore that young teenagers want to be like. It's the influencers. It's the social media stars. And these people have day-to-day lives that look like ours sometimes, but they have made it, quote-unquote, made it big or gained their following because of, in some cases, their bodies. And so, like Jacqueline said, becoming a critical viewer it's a great phrase there, critical viewer it really implies that uh, that keen eye for reading between the lines, this, Is this person really what every are they the representation of society? Or is this just kind of a person who has made a living because of the way they look?
1: Another thing you can encourage your child to do is look at their peer group and encourage your child to surround themselves with positive people. If your child's talking about certain friends, ask them, hey, does he or she make you feel good about yourself? Because I think it's an important skill to teach children, hey, you should not be around or become friends with people who consistently make you feel bad about yourself.
0: I've seen this a lot in schools. Insecure kids oftentimes hang out with very dominant people because they want to seek their approval and so people who are insecure with their bodies will often be found hanging out with the you know the outspoken or quote-unquote popular kids because they are trying to fit in or impress them and that lack of confidence unfortunately really just increases more than anything else because this, This group of friends, this group that they think they are friends with, really are just there uh, oftentimes baiting them in. Or it's the low man on the totem pole kind of thing, and they they decrease that person's self-confidence even more. It's harmful. I've seen it a thousand times over in the school setting.
1: As we're wrapping up towards the end of the summer and everyone's going back to school shopping, allow your child to wear clothes that they're comfortable in. Obviously, you know, school appropriate. But if there's an outfit your child puts on and you think it looks great on them, but there's something about them or something about that outfit that makes them feel uncomfortable or insecure or they don't like the way that it fits, then be respectful of that. I know certain times, exceptionally baggier clothes are in versus thinner clothes or more form-fitting clothes. And really, I tell parents... Respect your child within reason.
0: And finally, a final tip for steps to a positive body image. Have your child repeat things that they like about themselves. I know this sounds a little bit hokey to some degree, but we have to remind ourselves sometimes. It's really easy to get transfixed on the negative. It's real simple uh, to find everything wrong about ourselves. And really, when we're talking about body image issues, what is that at the core? it's identifying flaws. And so if we reverse that and have the child identify things they like about themselves, well, we're kind of pushing the bad thoughts out. And unfortunately, children with body image issues have struggles identifying things they like about themselves. So if you find that your child is struggling finding positive things about themselves it's okay to help them a little bit first and and ask them to start small. There's nothing too small that they can say. Whatever it is, it might be I like my eyelashes. Great. It's a start. And let them build from there and repeat that. Build on it each night and you're forcing the positive onto them.
1: And as parents, Our children are always listening to what we're saying. And so if you are making statements in front of your child, oh, my stomach sticks out too much, oh, I don't like the way I look, or I'm too fat, I'm too thin, I'm not tall enough, etc., your child hears these and then will often repeat those thoughts to themselves. And so I'll always tell parents, you know, when you're talking about yourselves, your body... I think it's so important to focus on what your body can do. You know, I'm so proud of you. Your body helped you run really far. Your legs are making you so fast on the soccer field. Your arms allowed you to do 12 pull-ups, etc. I think focusing on the actual things that your body allows you to do then helps take some of the focus off the physical appearance of the body.
0: And I'll close with this. Even if your child does not have any type of body image issues, if they're pretty confident, encourage your child to be the kind friend. Encourage your child to be that positive person that peers who do have body image issues want to be with. We just want to thank you for joining us again on another episode of EdMed Talks. We appreciate you joining us as always and
1: and as we always remind our parents you know your child best there's no such thing as the perfect parent but you can be the perfect parent for your child